Did you hear the big news? We started a private university. We are rolling out a new design certificate program and a master's degree program along with our Design Suite Mastermind. We have new enrollment dates coming up for these programs. And if you want to watch a 10-minute video and learn more, go to designsuitecourses.com learn. I read a book a few years back called Go For No. I think it's by Richard Fenton. Do not quote me on that. But if you look up Go For No, you can read it as well. Super easy read. It was the first time I really understood why my products did as well as they did. And it's because I'm constantly going for no. So what does this mean for you as a designer? Okay, so let me just give you one of the stories. He talks about, and I'm not going to get this exactly right, go read the book. It's great. Um, and it's fast and it's a fun read. So um, he talks about a sales guy who needed to get a quota of like three or four for the week. Um, that was his weekly quota. And so what he did was on day one, of course, he hustled really hard. Like he had a five-day week. On Monday, he hustled really hard and he sold two. And he was like, oh, I only have two left. I sold two in one day. I'm great. So then Tuesday, he kind of put things off. On Wednesday, he put things off. He might have even gotten one more on Tuesday. I can't even remember. But like he was just like, it's fine, whatever. And then Friday, he was hustling at the end of the week because he had to get his one more, Right. So because he had won so early in the week, he was just kind of like hustling at, you know, at the very, very end. It took like half the days off because he didn't need to um, make, make his, he was going to make his quota, he felt like, you know. So the, the whole thing he's saying in the story that's so fascinating to me is that very many times all of us are going for yes. You know, we're counting the number of products we make. And if we can just make this amount, we're going to be fine. Or my favorite is number of sales. Okay. So like if I went into one of my stores and I was like, okay, my goal is this many sales or my goal is this much money. Oh my gosh, you guys, that is the worst. Um, I, like I know a lot of creative business owners, they think the thing that they need to focus on is how much money. Now I'm not saying that you shouldn't have money goals because you guys, you guys are here. You know me. Money goals are awesome. I love them. They're the best. Okay. So you guys know I love money goals. I think it's great, but I don't think they're really good for like your day in and day out for figuring out how you're going to move the needle. I actually think because money, like the money goals are really difficult. Instead, it's actually much easier, easier to track product goals like, so how many products you're going to make or design time. So it's more like, what can you control? I can control on my calendar designing from 9 a.m. to uh, 2 p.m. in the afternoon. I can control that. I'm not going to check email during that time. I'm not going to do anything else. All I'm going to do is design from this period of time to this period of time, right? I can control that. I can control number of products I come out with. So if I give myself a deadline, I create a certain number of products, I can be in control of that. But what was so fascinating to me about this book is it kind of switched the, uh, it flipped the switch. Holy cow. It flipped the switch on the way I started thinking about really like, wait, you know, I'm focused on, you know, all these sales that I'm really interested in getting instead of focusing on how many no's I can get. And how many no's I can get is actually number of products I can put out there. So the more products I can put out there, there are going to be plenty more no's where nobody's going to want to buy them. 
and it raises the number of yeses. And that was really what he was trying to say, that if the guy had instead said of four yeses, he needed 45 noes. There's a good chance if he had done, you know, he had done sales for, I don't even remember, like 10 sales and he got two. And instead he was looking for 45 or 200 no's or whatever. He might have gotten way above quota. And that's what I want you guys as designers to be thinking about. If I can dig in and choose a bigger number of products and I can spend more time on a bigger number of products, that's a lot more no's out there, right? And by having a lot more no's, the likelihood of you getting more yeses is huge, okay? So that's, that's what I've been thinking about. I've also been thinking a lot about winning, okay? And what winning looks like in our industry, okay? In 2022, I probably had the most fails and we can equivocate those to no's, right? I had the most no's, like failures in 2022. But here's the interesting thing. I also had the most wins, the most successes that I've ever had in my 15 year career or my business, design business career, I should say, because five years before that, I taught design school, okay? So here's the thing. What do you think about that? I mean, like if you were sitting here and we were chatting about this and I told you, I had all of these loses, like I lost so much in 2022. I did some things that just did not work, okay? And by the way, I also had all of these wins and it's like insane. We grew the most, we built the biggest, we had our best revenue year ever. We did amazing things in the design business. We did amazing things in our program. We did amazing things in our membership. That's our Ink Club membership. Like, all of these things, but also, holy cow, the number of failures. What would you think? Do you think that's a coincidence that I won and failed the same amount? I don't think it is, which leads me to believe that in business and in life, that there's always, maybe not equal amounts, but when you have wins and successes, that they're very much accompanied by failures and struggles, right? So this, we were talking about, not this particular thing, but we're talking about, you know, I think at our annual planning back in January for a virtual conference for our design suite members, we were talking about like putting ourselves out there, being vulnerable and how scary that is. And here's the thing, when we don't put our design work out there, do you know what we're doing, you guys? We're staying in neutral territory. We can't win and we can't lose right? By not putting our stuff out there and selling it, we get to be safe. That is an awesome place to be, we think. But then by doing it, we basically clip our own wings because we're unwilling to take the failures. We're also unwilling to get the wins. And I'm a betting girl and I'm going to bet on myself. And so I like to know that if I'm failing this much over here, there is going to be a win somewhere in the midst of all of this, okay? Let me give you an example. So those of you who have been in Ink Club, and there are a few of you because we have great numbers in Ink Club. Um, Ink Club is a membership, and it's named that, and it's not named for anything that we actually do in the club at this point. But we started it in September of 2021. It came after the Design Suite program, okay? And the reason for building it initially was because we wanted to give crafters 
and sewers, a place that they could interact and be with me, but weren't ready for Design Suite, the program, because we have a more expensive program. We wanted this really inexpensive membership. However, we wanted to focus in on sewing and crafting and painting and all the things that are like more creative, okay? It didn't work out. It didn't fulfill its correct purpose. And we could tell that about three or four months into it. We had a lot of people sign up for it. It was really fun. Uh, Lots of painting videos, lots of sewing tutorials. I mean, it was just like a fun hodgepodge of creativity. And it was a fun, fun group, okay? And we, we ran it off of a specific platform. So what happened in Ink Club is that, you know, we had a lot of people. They were all super excited and creative but they weren't really great fits for the design program. So that became really interesting. We decided it's a totally different demographic. And that was about three or four months into it. So we weren't exactly sure what to do. So instead we moved platforms. We thought maybe the platform is a problem, okay? Fail again, didn't work. (laughs) The platform did not work, okay? So then we did another platform change, okay? So we went from like a website to another website to then we went to um, an app, okay? Turns out the app was not the issue. I mean, that wasn't the issue either, okay? So I tried it multiple times over several months trying to figure out what's going on, okay? The community piece wasn't really working the way we needed it to. Uh, The way the membership was working wasn't the way it was needing to. So like there were just all of these little issues. It just, I could tell we couldn't grow it the way we needed to because it just, it wasn't feeling exactly right. All right. So it took us almost a year because by the time, it was September we started it in 2022, we went through all these platform changes, went through all these different things, finally came to the conclusion, probably around May, that we've got to do a program switch, that we're too broad, we're covering sewing, we're covering painting, we're covering cool, fun projects for kids, we're covering crafting, and it's just too many things. And even though we do have designers who like to do all those different things, we weren't seeing it in the crafting sewing market. Ugh. I mean, it was such a lesson learned, you guys, but so many failures along the way. And this is just one of them. This is just with one membership kind of seeing the things that we were doing wrong, okay? And every time we did it, we lost money. We had to, we lost lots of time, right? By the time, now those of you who are at Ink Club now, we have a really great, amazing membership now. Um, In August, we moved it to fully Cricut and Silhouette files. That's it. That's all we did. So we like niched down. We only did a specific type of file and we really based it on the bundle that we were building and lowered the price and put it on the app that way. It has worked phenomenally well. And it's just taken us a second to kind of figure out how this membership was really gonna look, it's gonna feel, and how it was easier for myself and my team to do it because I'm making the videos, I have team members making the videos, We have all of these tutorials and stuff we have to buy, and then we have voiceovers. I mean, the whole thing takes a while to build, which is so crazy because it's a very small, it's a big bundle that we do every single month now for it. But talk about failing, you guys. So much failure. And I would still say, especially because it's only, like it's just a little bit past that year one, we will still fail a lot. We'll still figure out things that we have to do and change to make it different but we'll stick to it. And that's the thing about the whole thing. If if you're not failing, 
then you're also not winning. I couldn't have ever figured out all of those different platform changes. I wouldn't have been able to figure out, oh, we need to niche down more, except for that I was consistently testing the market to see what was going on with it, right? And so that's one of the things I wanna encourage you on. The more we fail, the more we get these no's in our businesses, our creative businesses, in our design work, the more likely we are to win. Let me give you one last example, okay? When I was a designer for Northcott a gazillion years ago, um, I had an amazing creative director, loved her so much, but she rejected a good portion of my work. It was my very first fabric contract. I didn't even know what was possible. I was just designing and trying to figure out what they were looking from me. And she would send me stuff and be like, nope, that's not gonna work. Nope, that's not good. That, it, change all the colors, change all of this, do all the, whatever. By getting all of those no's, what did it do? It made me a much better designer. And most people don't wanna look at it like that. They don't wanna look at all of these no's, all they're doing is making me better for the wins. And the only way I'm gonna win is if I have all these no's, right? Hero on a Journey, um, if you guys have read Donald Miller's book or if you like, um, I love his story brand books, I think they're so good. And he talks about the winner, like the hero is always struggling. Guys, the hero struggle makes it so that the climax and the wins are sweeter. That's how we win. We have to have all of these failures, all of these no's, so that the win can even happen. We don't wanna stay in neutral territory. When we stay in neutral territory, like nothing good will happen because we've made ourselves safe from anything bad happening, okay? So hopefully this has helped some of you. I know that you're not excited about being vulnerable. You're not excited about putting your products out there so that people can buy it. I know you're not excited about it unless you start thinking about the more products I put out there, the more no's I get, the more likely there will be some yeses in that bucket as well, which means successes and wins. Hey, did you know that you can visit me at makeanddesign.com to learn more about this podcast and join my VIP group for weekly freebies? I can't wait to see you there.